Turn to Mark chapter 15. And then when I was at home, got up this morning and got studying, looking at this, something else stuck out at me and I thought, man, I I might want to preach on that. (laughs) So uh, Mark chapter 15, verse number 20. And when they had mocked him, they took him off the, took off the purple from him and put his own clothes on him and led him out to crucify him. And they compelled one Simon of Cyrene, who passed by coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear the, his cross. And they bring him into the place of Golgotha, which is being interpreted the place of the skull. They gave him drink, wine, mental mingled with myrrh, but he received it not. And when they had crucified him, they parted his garments, casting lots upon them, what every man should take. And it was at that hour, and they crucified him. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this that night, Lord, just open our hearts and minds, help us to be what we need. Lord, help us to be focused on you in this year, Lord. This could be the day, this could be the hour. Lord, we don't know when, but we need to live like we're living. We need to be clean. We need to be holy. And Father, we just ask you to touch our hearts and open our minds. Lord, we'll praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I, I don't think you could ever over-preach the cross of Calvary. And we're about, what, six, seven weeks from, uh, away from the celebration of Resurrection Sunday. It's, not, it's just not a day on the calendar, uh, but it's a lifestyle that we should live. It, live in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I, I believe that too many preachers stay away from preaching on the cross, but I believe every sermon somehow or another you ought to bring it back and put people at the foot of the cross. I truly believe that, believe that you can never over-preach the cross. No matter what subject you preach on, it should always be about the cross. Paul said, uh, 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 but not forbidding that I should glory, save the cross. He said, I don't put my hope, my help in anything other than the cross of Calvary. Are you thankful for the cross tonight? The Bible says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. The closer you get to the cross of Calvary, the more God's power is enacted into your life. The cross we have today is not the same cross that our Lord Jesus and our Savior carried. A.W. Tozer said it this way, We have covered the cross with jewels. We, we encased it in gold. It has become a symbol of a religion rather than a structure in reality. We have dulled the realness. Can I say the night cross is real? It it, it is made of real wood. 
the nails that Jesus, the hung Jesus on the cross were real. That was a real man hanging on the cross. He is the one that cried and endured the suffering. It is real. It's, it's just not a story. It's not told on Easter Sunday. This is the story of the cross and then we put it in a closet and dust it off after another year. It's not just a story. It's an everyday reality. The cross is every day. And I know the realness of it. I know the trueness of it. God took that tree and split time in half. On one side, B.C., now, on the other side, you have A.A.D. That's a Latin term which uh, translates the year of our Lord. It, it, it makes me happy that every time these uh, uh, sinners, every time these atheists, uh, every time these uh, liberal preachers and, and these liberal teachers in college write their name and put the date on it, they're saying, in the year of my Lord. If you ever get a hold of that, they'll try to do away with the dates. They'll try to race the dates out that we don't have to sign anymore. They're acknowledging the Lord Jesus Christ every time they write the date down. Every time you sign your name into a check, you're saying, this is the year of my Lord. You're saying it signifies 2,000 years ago that he went to the cross of Calvary. He hung on a tree. He split time in half. And he split hell wide open too. I used to be on one side looking back at the cross. <laughs> it had no, no attraction to me. It, it didn't marvel in my eyesight. In fact, I tried my best to run away from it. I didn't even want to get close to it. I stayed as far as away I could. But one day I got on the other side. <laughs> I looked back at that cross. And I thank God for that cross. And what it means to me. What it's done for me. How it's changed my life. Now I can rally around the cross. It is my banner, the cross. It, it is the trumpet. It's the sounding voice. It's, it's my song. Thank God for the cross of Calvary. Are you thankful for the cross? You know, depending on where you're standing today, the cross will determine where you'll go for the rest of your life. It will determine what you worship. And it's not if you, if you worship or maybe you worship. It will determine that you worship. Sunday, Sunday evening at 6.30, millions gathered around watching TV, thousands in the stadium watching a football game. I, I know what they were worshiping. They were worshiping their God. 
but I'm in church and you in church. We know the true God. We know the real God. God who loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. He gave everything for you and I. And I'll never understand. On this side of heaven, I'm not worthy for the price that it costs to purchase me. But just because I don't understand it does not mean I cannot enjoy it. I love the cross. I, I want to look at this. I, I, I want to say that about the cross because I really think we don't talk enough about the cross. And we should promote the cross more than we promote the cross. But there's a man here. You know, Jesus met five men on his way to the cross that you never heard of before. And then after the cross, you never hear of them again. Five men, just boom. And, and I'm reading a book on them, The Five Graces of God. And each one of those men are a grace of God. And I'm going to try to do something with that. That just that blessed my heart. But here, Simon of Cyrene uh, was coming by. We know nothing about this man up to this point, And we know nothing about this man after this point. But I'm here to tell you, there is so much more that can be preached on this man's life. In fact, I see myself in this man. I see what the cross is supposed to look like to you and I. I see how the cross can change my personality. And not just me, but my home. Also them that are around me. And it changed so many people. So many people are wearing the cross around their neck. So many people have it tattooed on the arms or the chest. So many people wear a, a, a cross on the shirts. Now don't get me wrong. I, I'm not against wearing a, a cross around your neck. But you need to be more than a cross wearer. You need to be a cross bearer. I'm not against those who wear a cross on their shirt telling them who they identify with them. But you need to be more than a cross wearer. We need to be cross bearers. Amen. I'm thankful for the cross. The problem we have in our homes and in our churches, we have too many people wearing the cross. And not enough people bearing the cross. We need some more cross carriers. Not cross warriors. I find in the life of this man Simon. What a cross is supposed to look like. And how this cross can change everything. Let me show you three things about this man's life. And I hope it will bless you. It's blessed me. Uh, the last night's message, and this one I've been on through it, uh, I've been looking at some different things in my life that I need to do and I need to get a hold of. Maybe you can help of it. But let me just say the first thing that this cross did for this man, it interrupted the interruption of the cross. Watch, don't, don't miss this. Simon was not there that day yelling, crucify him. 
He was not with the rest of the crowd yelling, get rid of him. The Bible said he was coming up out of the country. He is not in Jerusalem. He's not part of that crowd that was crying, crucify him. He was just passing by. His existence would never be known had it not been for this moment. If he could have just gotten across the street, his life would have never been interrupted. He was doing what everybody else was doing. He was just trying to blend in with society. You remember the first time that you were introduced to the cross? Maybe you were at church for the first time and the preacher said something that pricked your heart and you saw the cross for the first time. You realize you needed Jesus. There are some that was in hospitals laying on their deathbed and they knew it was it, but somebody come along and said something about Jesus and the cross and they realized they needed the cross and Jesus and it changed their life. Maybe someone laying in a ditch, the devil whispers in the ear, I got you now. Then some saint walks by, hands a track, and tells them, God loves you. God loves you. The cross interrupted his life. Hey, maybe you were sitting on a bar stool one night, drinking yourself silly. But you realize something more to life than alcohol. Let me pause here for a minute and tell on somebody. A gentleman called me Tuesday. He says, I need to ride to the courthouse. I said, why? He's like, I see my probation officer. I ain't even gotten dressed yet. And it was 10 minutes to 9. He had to be there at 9.30. So I take him. Went to the courthouse. I waited for him about an hour. Get him in the car and he says, I've got to go to seven days detox. I slow down to 10 miles an hour from the courthouse to his house. And I laid into him by alcohol. And I'm asking, I, I looked him right now, I says, has alcohol been good for you? No. Are you going to give it up? No. See, the devil getting here, tell you what you're doing is all right. We, we got problems, and I, I try to give him what Jesus wanted him to have. I, I try to tell him that you need God. You need Jesus in your life. You don't need the alcohol in your life. But some people will, but there's going to be those that will not. I remember the day the cross interrupted my life. The day I got saved. Simon the Tsarian would have lived in obscurity except that when he passed by and God interrupted his life. Now I don't know why Simon was there. 
Maybe he was visiting uh, the city. Maybe uh, he was heading home. Uh, or maybe his wife had been nagging him about, uh, you need to go down to the market and get me this and get me that. And oh, by the way, when you go, take the boys. They're getting on my nerves. Amen. I don't know why he's there. But I do know that he was there because God wanted him there at this moment and this time. His whole entire schedule got interrupted. They, they were watching the parade of criminals coming up the street. The crowd is getting bigger and bigger and they're pushing and pushing. And he's standing right on the side. Simon's life got interrupted. His schedule got changed. He's just wanting to get back home. About that time, the centurion looked at him and pointed him, You, you, come here. Carry this cross. And all of a sudden, in the middle of his life, doing what everybody else is trying to do, he got interrupted. Remember that day the cross stared you straight in your face? And God says, you carry the cross. You carry the cross. You say, well, I'm not a cross carrier. I, I'm just out doing my own thing. I'm just uh, trying to get by life unnoticed by the world. Can I say that the easy way of life is not always the joyful way of life? People don't realize putting life on cruise control, it may be tough carrying the cross, but realize this, the end is a whole lot better than the beginning. It may, it may be rough right now carrying your cross, but hold on. We're on our way somewhere. And because of that, the cross redirects our direction. Aren't you glad you're not who you used to be? Some of you, it's not who you used to be, but who you would have been today if it had not been for the cross. I, I'm glad the cross interrupted my life. The Bible said there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end there are the ways of death. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, I am the light. You can live your own life doing your own thing but if a dead man in and street, I'm thankful for that day I came to a crossroad. Jesus changed my direction. When I was, I was down a dead end road heading to hell, I was dead in my sins. And he interrupted my life. You know, people will never know the true joy of salvation. Because they're too busy and their schedules don't allow Jesus to come into them. 
Aren't you glad for the day that he stopped you middle in your tracks and said, carry the cross, carry the cross. We see the cross interrupted Simon's life. We see the identity of the cross. The Bible says, cursed there one that hangeth on a tree. To the world it may look like a curse. It looked like a curse on Simon's back. If Simon could testify today, he would say that the world thought it was a curse. But I found out it was the cure. It wasn't the tree that was got us in the trouble. It, it just like in the Garden of Eden, it was a tree there that got us in the condition that we're in now. But it's the tree far, far away on a hill that's got us right with God. It's like Moses and the serpent lift up the serpent. And said, if you want to live, look at the serpent. Jesus said, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. If you want to live, just look into the cross. On one side of the cross, it looks like a curse. But on the other side, it looks like a cure. It's a cure for this world. What well, used to be a problem... When I was on the other side, I didn't want to sing no songs. I, I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to read my Bible. I didn't want to do anything. But when God interrupted my life and I started to identify with the cross, it changed my whole perception about things. I, I love singing the songs. I love coming to church. I love reading my Bible. identifying of the cross. They, they said back then those crosses weighed about 150 pounds. That was a burden to carry. That was a heavy load to carry. They pulled Simon out of the crowd and made him bear the cross. Now, I don't know how far he had to walk, but I know when it landed on him, shoulders it became in burden. But I'm also sure it was the most important walk of his life. There may be some of you in here tonight that's carrying a burden. You're carrying a cross. And there, there's some of you think, well, I can carry 150 pounds. No problem. Well, you might can but I don't know how long you can carry that 150 pounds I, not me not me but you know the longer you carry the burden the weight the harder the burden is the longer you want that burden on your shoulder the harder it becomes now some of you oh, we don't have no hair, gray hair sinks in here been going down this road for quite a while. And I know, I know the burdens get heavy. They get heavy. They get heavy. 
but that's the identification of the cross. It is a burden to you and I. I'm sure what was running through Simon's mind. I'm not even from this place. How did I get caught up in this? He didn't realize Jesus said earlier, if any man come out to me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That's the interruption of the cross. You can't carry the cross when you're carrying all your desires in this world. You cannot carry the cross when you're carrying a six-pack of beer. Amen. It's an impossible feat. You can't do it. You can't carry your desires. You can't carry the cross and hang around sinners. To carry the cross, you have to be set apart, identified with the cross of Calvary in Jesus. But people don't want that today. They just want to blend in with the rest of the world. I find that God has to mess your life up to get your life right. In order for Him to fix you, He's got to break you. You can't be a cross carrier carrying everything in this world. The cross got heavy. Now, now this work really stood out to me. Why did they call Simon out? Why not one of the disciples? You see, none of them was around except for one. They all rest left, departed. The only one there was John. And John didn't even get called out. I said, why is that? And I got to thinking about it. Well, John, they knew he was a disciple, all the disciples. But when he called Simon, somebody that nobody knew who this man was, who to carry the cross, Jesus is saying, hey, you ain't got to be the most popular person. You ain't got to be the most popular preacher. You just carry the cross that I tell you to cross. He ain't calling all those that glorify themselves. He's calling those that are laboring heavy. That's who he wants carrying the cross. We don't know who Simon is. But Jesus called him. Simon's carrying this cross up this hill and, and he's thinking the weight's getting heavy. It's too much for me to carry. But then he looks at the man that's walking in front of him. He sees this beaten, battered, torn man with a thorn of crown on his head his back is ripped open the flesh is hanging off of him he's bleeding he's barely can make it and he sees this man in front of him and he's got to thinking him what I'm going through is not even compared to what that man went through so I'll just keep carrying it See, unless we forget what sin looks like, we need to look at Jesus and see what sin really looks like. See what it did to Jesus. It stripped him of his dignity. 
And he did that for you and I today. I can imagine Simon walking behind him, looking at him. I'm quite sure he said this, this is a heavy cross. But what he went through, I don't want to go through. And Jesus went through that so we don't have to go through that. Problems. Oh, my hands hurt. I can't do this. Jesus took the nails in his hands. Oh, my back. Oh, my back. They ripped his back open. Well, my feet hurt. My legs hurt. They beat him. Pulled his beard out. Put nails in his feet. We've got no excuse on why we can't carry our cross. Jesus carried that cross and it was beaten, torn, and battered. You ain't going through nothing that he's went through. See the interruption of the cross. We see the identification of the cross, but also see the impact of the cross. We, we know that God does not just put words in to fill up a page. Every word, every dot, every cross has a purpose. There's a purpose for everything. This Simon is the father of Alexander and Rufus. Why would John Mark point these out about this man? He's the father of Alexander and Rufus. Now, we know Mark accompanied Paul to Rome on a mission trip. We know that he was with Peter when he died. So what, what is the problem? Why, why would he identify? Because the church knew who Alexander and Rufus was. But they had no clue who their father was. So Mark says, I want to introduce you to this man, the father of Alexander and Rufus. And that's all we know of him. They, don't, they know who the boys are, but they don't know who the father is. Paul, even, Paul said, salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and my mother. Paul said, I want you to greet this man who has been serving God faithfully. He was chosen of the Lord. They didn't know who Simon was. He was already off the scene. But Simon's boys were serving the Lord faithfully. Paul said his mother is like my mother. She served the church faithfully. Get this. This is what I really thought about. These two boys watched their daddy carry that cross. They watched him carry that cross. They knew something about it because they saw that. And, and, then, and they saw the mother working in church faithfully. As they were growing up, they seeing all this, and they realized, hey, if the cross was good enough for my dad, if my cross was good enough for my mom, then the cross is going to be good enough for me to carry. Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, kids are watching you. Uh, they're watching how you carry that cross. Too many times we get upset. We throw that cross down and try to pick it up later. But the kids already see you. If you want to identify with a cross, you need to put that cross on and wear it. 
because that cross has an impact for those that are around you now and those that are come up behind you. It will have an impact in their lives. How many can you say, I am thankful for the cross tonight? I am thankful for the cross. Let me just say this. Wife said, you're done early because you got to go home and go to bed. We, maybe we need to come to the altar tonight and say, Lord, help me to carry the cross in such a way that not only changes me, but changes those who follow after me. Because it can make a difference. If the cross has made a difference in your life, it'll make a difference in their life. Amen. Amen. So let us stand.